0: So, uh, Sister Deborah Ryberg, will you pray us in, please?
1: Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus with much thanksgiving. Thank you for, by your will, uh, creating us to be your sons and your daughters and to giving us the good gift of your presence, of your spirit, and we welcome Holy Spirit right now. We acknowledge his presence in us and about us. We acknowledge him as the teacher that will flow through your vessel, uh, all your vessels tonight, but specifically through your your vessel, Catherine. Father, we, we open our hearts to you. We ask for the grace and, uh, and the inner strength to have ears to hear what you are saying, hearts to understand it, and even beyond that, Lord, the desire created in us to follow and carry out your instructions, your directions, that we not be hearers of your word but doers as well. And we just, um, with excitement, with expectation, and and with open hearts, welcome and receive this redeemed and ordained time of your spirit to change our lives and to make us life changers. for other people and we thank you for it in jesus name Amen. amen
0: amen amen okay i'm going to put us in remembrance of the word that the lord gave us a couple of weeks ago and i'm just going to keep stirring it up and i just declare that we are continually growing in our capacity to receive the ministry of the holy spirit nevertheless always the more in jesus name all right if you receive that say amen. amen 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 okay so check in how many spoke to the storms this week? i did i did I okay i think i heard three okay i think i heard uh shalom tamra deborah yes well, I didn't
1: say it, but yes, I did. I, I did. Myself,
0: oh, I oh did. and Sister Paris. Okay. Okay, so then everybody then. I'm sorry, the numbers aren't flashing when you guys are, are speaking in such short utterances, so please forgive me if I get it wrong. So praise God, all of us spoke to the storm. All right. Any observations or experiences that came from that? Okay. So... um I want to offer some reflections from last week. As I said, when I get to go back and listen to the recordings, I get to hear things that I either didn't hear in the moment or that didn't register with me in the moment. And so I get the opportunity to just pull some things out that Holy Spirit wants us to see. So praise God. Um, Last week, when Tamara was sharing about how she engaged Holy Spirit and how Holy Spirit engages her, she said that... um, When she reads a scripture, you know, she'll be quiet with that scripture and listen for what Holy Spirit has to say. And if he doesn't say anything, then she, you know, she just stays quiet with it. But there have been times when she's heard, here, go to this scripture. Okay, now share the scripture on social media. And she said when she shared it on social media, it was because somebody needed it. So the thing that Holy Spirit wants us to know here is when when we – Here, when he gives us instructions, it's you. well, not usually. When he gives us instructions, we should always follow his instructions, first of all. But we never know when he's using us to be the answer to somebody else's prayer. You don't know when somebody needs that word. You don't know when somebody needs that encouragement, that smile, or that deed, whatever it was that you did. So um, when Holy Spirit's speaking and he tells you to do something, Um, do it. We never know when he's using us as the answer to somebody else's prayer. Um, We're talking about submitting things to the Holy Spirit and we as the Dominion Task Force are speaking to the storms. And I wanted to go back and clarify something. I I feel like I wasn't that clear last week when I was talking. Um, So I'm just going to clear it up, give you what Holy Spirit gave me. So how does Holy how as the Dominion Task Force and talking to the storms, how does Holy Spirit engage us? Well he engaged us in the in the beginning, right? By giving us the instructions on how and what to speak to the storms. Now, how did and do we engage him? We engage him by doing what he said. He handles the storms and the situations because we submitted the storms to him. How did we submit? Now catch this. We submitted by doing what he said in the way that he said. It wasn't enough to just speak to the storms. He said, speak to the storm. Okay, it wasn't enough to just speak to the storm. We had to speak what he said to say. We had to speak as often as he said to speak. So we submit to him by doing what he says in the way that he says to do it. Amen? Amen. Okay. In the beginning stages, there were questions as to why we didn't place the title storm in front of the name um, or whether it was right or wrong to tell the storms to be cast into the sea. And the answer that came back for both questions was the same. We're doing it the way Holy Spirit told us to. If we had done it our own way instead of the way he told us to, even though we were speaking to the storm, we would not have been submitting it to him, and we would not have been in the place for him to put his super on our natural. We would have been out of position for him to show his power in the situation. Now, with the storms, this is the assignment that he gave me to present to you all, and he had already given me the strategy. That's why we're doing it that way. That's what Holy Spirit said. But that doesn't mean that with other assignments that we have that the strategy is always going to come through Catherine. He could put the strategy on somebody else's heart, or he could bring us together and bring different pieces of the puzzle together. This is just the way he did it in this situation um last week shalom read romans chapter 4 in the message translation and one part that just really kept jumping out at me said the story we're given is a god story not an abraham story what we read in scripture is abraham entered into what god was doing for him and that was the turning point okay Abraham entered into what God had done for him. Well, the same way, by our following Holy Spirit's instructions, we are entering into what God has already done. I I used to like this sitcom called Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't know if you all have ever heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But in this one episode, um, so Ray is the main character. His wife's name is Deborah. Well, in this one episode, this was before they had gotten married, and Raymond had proposed. And Deborah said yes, and she's all happy, and she goes immediately, and she pulls out this photo album that she's had for years. Turns out she's been planning her wedding ever since she was a little girl. So she pulled it out. She already had her colors. She had her theme. She had her cake. She had all these pictures of everything. And he was like, wow, you've, like, really been looking forward to this. And she said, yep, you were the missing piece. Now everything is complete. Uh (laughs) So he entered into her dream wedding. Everything was already set. He just had to show up. And it's the same way. When God gives us directions and we do what he says, we're showing up. We're entering into a plan that he has already established. Amen? Amen. Amen. When we, um, when we give him our yes, just like, okay, when we give him our yes, and that's what it's all about. He, whenever he presents something to us, all, we'll talk about this later, all he wants is our yes. When we give him our yes, then he gets to implement his yes, because every promise in him is yay, yes, oh, and amen. 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 Any questions or comments? okay walk it out talk it out ready Mm -hmm. all
2: right
0: so i know that this was a heavy week for texts there but believe it or not i didn't send all of them that i wanted to i saved some for this week but it was a week of heavy texts um just wanted to give you some things to meditate on give you some things to think about during the week and whichever one holy spirit you know um quicken to you to do and and whatever thoughts you have. So um, I want to encourage you to engage with the text throughout the week. And then, of course, I want to encourage you to share with us here. Because you know, the more you, the more you engage during the week when you're not here, the more supply you're going to have when you come here. And then the more you put into the session when you're here, the more you're going to get out of it. And I enjoy these sessions so much. So thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. Um, over this past, I'm sorry, so last week we learned about the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and what happens in that moment at the new birth. Over this past week, while engaging with the text or thinking back over the session or even relic- or listening to the replay of the session, um, have you had any reflections about what we've studied or about your own? Christian walk areas in which maybe you've been trying to do Holy Spirit's job and didn't know you were trying to do it or where you've been active in certain areas without being really effective and I know that Deborah shared before um, we started recording before Minnie came she's noticing how she's communing with Holy Spirit on a new level where it feels like it's so natural she says there's no euphoria there's no anything like that it's just so natural that it feels like it's her but she realizes it's not so with this increased awareness of Holy Spirit who he is that he's inside of us the different ways we can engage him the different ways he engages us does anybody have anything to share and before we do that, let me just say, Shalom, this would be a wonderful time for you to share your testimony, even if it doesn't answer that question exactly. So I just want to open that door. Thank you.
3: One one share I have is a um, friend of mine in New York called and asked me to pray uh, over her husband and his upcoming surgery. and. Um, And I did that and I did some other things and called and checked in with her. And it was pretty, this is a two and a half hour heart surgery. And, um, he's, I think, in his early 80s, um, or late 70s. And um, so he did well. In fact, after all was said and done, they got him home 24 hours after. Praise God. Amen. I mean, Praise God. that's pretty, yeah, that was pretty, Amen. I don't know. And I asked the Holy Spirit to be with them, with the, not only with the surgery, but the stress leading up to the surgery, all the things you have to do. Um, that was just tiring him out, and just really putting a lot of stress on his wife. So um, things, I left her a text when I thought the surgery was going to start. <clears throat> And said, remember to breathe. Mm-hmm. And um so everything <laughs> went fine.
0: Praise God. God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you. Amen.
3: I have something to add that my neighbor a little bit down the road, um I was I was walking the other night. And um, she was going to work. She had to be at work at midnight. And she pulled up on the road and stopped to talk to me. And she was telling me, really, you know, about a lot of news that she'd listened to. And um, I was just um, speaking around it, I guess, Um, speaking, um, you know, that we know the end from the beginning and God has told us. He's giving us back our country, and um, he's protecting us. And for the family of faith, you know, we're, we're going to be all right. Um, just kept doing that as she talked to me, and then she, she kind of lost interest and in, um, said she had to go to work. And um, I just felt good that I didn't take it on, that the – Holy Spirit provided me with words to say to her that would be uplifting, and Amen. Um, so I just that to me um, I feel better when I'm engaging the Holy Spirit to speak with other people. I feel mm. like I'm part of the plan when
0: that happens.
4: Amen. Amen. So, That's good.
0: Thank you. She says she feels like she's part of the plan. That's awesome. Um, Shalom, can I ask you to share this a little bit? Um, Because I know that I've had a couple of conversations with you this week, and you would tell me things that happened, and I would say, wow, you engaged the Holy Spirit. And you said, thank you for telling me that, because I never would have thought of it like that. Can you talk about how your awareness is increasing that you are um, regarding your engagement of the Holy Spirit? Because it's things that you've always done; you just didn't look at it as engaging the Holy Spirit. Can you talk to us about that a little bit?
3: Yeah. Well, I didn't have a consciousness that I—I I mean, I have a hard time. It's, it's getting easier, you know, to th- thinking that the Holy Spirit is in me all the time it's just i i don't listen or i don't talk to them you know um i do when i'm praying i sense it but not in just general conversation with someone um unless i've pulled back for for like what i did with my friend manta i just pulled back because i didn't want to get sucked in to what she was doing and then I am aware of engaging the Holy Spirit that way. And when she drove off, I thanked them for for helping me with that situation because I don't want to put the person down and the Holy Spirit has the perfect way to say it. Amen. And, um, you know, so, and I'm praying more in tongues, so.
0: Yeah. And tell, tell us, the so, just, told me so many good things. You said you're praying more in tongues. You told me that when you drive, you always come to this little rise that it's hard to see over or something. So every time you go oh, yeah, there, yeah. okay.
3: Uh, up in Decatur, there's an entrance onto the highway where you can't see over the rise. And and so I always pray. I I, I hadn't noticed it till lately, but I always pray at that place. And um. Everything is every going okay. And I think the other thing that happened to me, I felt like I was given a gift of the word expect. To expect.
0: Wait. I'm sorry. Before you go on to expect, let's talk about the rise. You pray in that place. Po- why do you always pray at that place? Because it's a dangerous place. Okay. And so why and do you- my,
3: my salvation includes danger keeping me safe from danger
0: good so you are actively engaging that aspect of your salvation when you're praying yes. okay yes. good i want to, i just want to bring that out because there's so many things that we take for granted in that way i mean we do it but we take it for granted in that we don't realize what we're doing and i just thought it was such a great point when you brought it out so okay now you're talking about your gift of expect
3: the word. You know, I can believe, I, I believe, I can believe for things. I'm believing for finances. I'm believing for vehicles. I'm believing for that. And then, you know, I kind of hang out there for like ever, it seems. And then this child said something about their family, they were, they're believing for a house and property and she corrected her grandmother and said oh grandma I, we're expecting and that just like pumped energy into me you know at this point I'm not the asking God anymore for those things I'm expecting those things and it just seemed to energize the whole thing and move me you know I expect to be Interacting with the Holy Spirit when I'm talking to somebody now about God, or you
0: know, it it just puts it puts a move on it. And when I'm hearing you, confidence. It takes the pressure. Off of, I'm going to talk about me. It takes the pressure off of me. I did what I was supposed to do. I found the promise in the word. I prayed in faith. I lined my words up with God. I presented them to him. I, did, I partnered with him in that. Now my expectation is that he's going to bring it to pass. That takes the pressure off of me feeling like I have to do something to make it come. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So like I like the way you said I'm believing I can hang out and believing forever I'm believing I'm believing I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting waiting." but when you expect that's like okay the ball's in God's court now yeah so that you know
3: when you're pregnant you expect a baby in nine months you know not a year not a year and a half and so it it means that there's going to be a product out of the prayer and believing.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you for oh, sharing. Man. Yes. Can I, can I interject here as well? Yes. You know, um, Shalom mentions praying in tongues and expectancy. And that, like, left inside of me. I pray in tongues a lot. And more so recently, it seems to me that the awareness that the Holy Spirit is producing in me of my reliance on him is becoming even more. And I'm, I, I'm realizing if I'm, if I'm talking with somebody uh, or ministering to somebody or someone will ask me to pray, there's this that there will come a point even where it will switch over into tongue and back into English because of that acute awareness of my reliance on him. And just the way expectancy relieves the pressure, takes the pressure off of me for the move of God, Tongues takes the pressure off of me that way for the move of God because I I I I sense that Holy Spirit is adjusting. He's he's moving whatever it is that needs to be said to align perfectly, to be presented perfectly, to be adjusted perfectly, and and it comes through those tongues. It's 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 almost like a place those tongues are. My expression of reliance upon the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to to bring out just perfectly the way God wants that thing to operate in that moment.
0: Amen. 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 Along those lines, I'm going to back it way, way up. I understand what you were saying, Deborah, about. You know, through tongues, Holy Spirit gets to orchestrate everything the way He wants it in that moment. But I'm going to take it back to a very basic unit um, of of that same reliance on Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh! So, Pastor Terry, she's pastor at Eagle Mountain International Church. First of all, you need to know I'm a word person, meaning the Bible word, but also a word person, meaning what does this mean? Where did it come from? How can we use it? I'm a Speech person, you know, mm-hmm. in high school, my sport was public speaking, <laughs> so I'm I'm i into all of that. So when I saw Pastor Terry, and she would be up there talking, it was not very often that you'd hear her say um and ah and and stumble over words because she would speak and she would be very deliberate in what she was saying. And if she was talking and she got to a point where she didn't know what word to say whether it's, oh, gosh, what's that word? It's in my mind. Or whether it's, okay, Holy Spirit, what's the exact word that you want? Regardless of the reason, whenever she got to a word that she didn't know what it was, she wouldn't stumble. She wouldn't stammer. She would go into the spirit and begin to speak in tongues and pull that word out of the spirit that she needed. Oh, that just moved me and touches me and still does. And, And I implement that in many ways now but it's like when I don't know what I need in the natural or when I don't have what I need in the natural or when I can't pull something up in my own strength I know I can go into the spirit and get it and the way one way a big way to pull it out of the spirit is to speak in tongues when we're speaking in tongues We're speaking the mysteries of heaven. When we're speaking in tongues, we're speaking God's perfect language. When we're speaking in tongues, we are accessing the spirit and drawing things out. And to be able to go into that store place of the spirit through tongues and pull out whatever it is that we need is just such an empowering thing to me. One thing I'm really, really good at using tongues for, it is so funny. I think it's funny because my family looks at me like I'm crazy. Whenever I have really small spaces, so I was moving one time, and I had to put all my stuff in storage. And I had gotten like a 10 by 10 storage space. Well, I needed to put a few more things in there than I thought, so it really didn't look like this room would fit. Well, my stepdaddy and my brother-in-law were helping me move, and both of them are like real cynics. So I told them before we even got there, I said, when we get there, all I want y'all to do is just bring the stuff to the door. I don't want you to say nothing. I don't even want you to look in the store. Just let me handle it. And so I got there, and I opened the door, and I began to speak in tongues. And I'm trying to tell you what. It's like that storage room expanded to hold everything that I needed in there comfortably. It's not like stuff was in there and it was going to fall down. I was able to organize my boxes the way I wanted them so I could get to them easily. The space expanded for me. It's the same thing when I had to travel with everything I owned in my SUV. The SUV expanded for me. Um, and 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 he showed me how to strategically pack things as i'm praying in tongues and that's just a very special place that the lord meets me and i just wanted to share that i pray that that blesses somebody but um tongues is, is huge it's powerful it's, whew, praise the lord thank you jesus oh lord okay y'all, we got 20 minutes <laughs> okay are we ready <laughs> is there anything else that anybody else wants to share
4: well we're- uh real quickly um it kind of it falls in line with this assignment, but um my son who's about thirty one now but he um he reached out to me, and I know I've been praying- you know how you pray in the tongue, praying spirit, and you praying over your family and just praying and so he reached out to me about um uh, i wanna talk to you more about um fasting and getting closer to a relationship with the Lord. Now, he's in Utah. So, you know, he's he got a lot of stuff going on in his marriage. Right. So the idea that just to know that the Holy Spirit is praying in the, in tongues, because I said on Psalms 115, 114, he'll increase you more and more, you and your children. And so I'm like, as I'm growing, it's reaching him too. So i really Praise just looking God. at how the Holy Spirit is working. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes yes oh
0: oh this is so good this is so good this is so good um oh so i look forward to the day that we actually get into talking about tongues (laughs) Um, it's, it's the language of the holy spirit it's the holy spirit who empowers us to speak in tongues it's the holy spirit who gives us the utterance to speak in tongues it's it's the holy spirit Who does that and this is part of the reason that we're we're talking about or or where the lord wants us to increase our awareness of holy spirit that he is right here with us the word you know in the um jesus said i will send you another comforter that word comforter in the greek is paraclete paracletos paraclete and the paraclete is the one who comes alongside and aids us He comes alongside and helps us, and he's ever-present with us. He's the one, when we receive Jesus, that makes our spirit alive. Glory to God. He's the one that makes us brand new. Thank you, Jesus. He's the one that starts to work the character of Jesus inside of us. Glory to God. He's the one. And then it's like that's just the beginning. That's just the taste. And and what I'm talking about right there is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He comes in. He makes us brand new. Our spirit is instantly made into the image of God. We are instantly holy and righteous and pure and perfect and healed and whole and prosperous. All of that in our spirit because our spirit is now alive and is one with God. Holy Spirit does that. But then after the indwelling, oh, we get, to the, we get the infilling if we choose to receive it. Just like we had to choose to receive salvation, we have to choose to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is also called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's when we receive power. Woo! That word power is dunamis. It means might. It means ability, the ability to get things done, glory to God. Holy Spirit gives Mm -hmm. us the ability to handle things in the kingdom, the ability to to handle things, the ability to, to have dominion over the devil, to take authority over situations. Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. And one of the evidences, it's not the only evidence, and it's not even necessarily the initial evidence, but one of the evidences of being filled with the Holy Spirit is that of speaking in tongues. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you know, Jesus told his disciples, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses. That's what the power came on them for. So they could be his witnesses in Judea and Samaria, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And in order for them to be his witnesses in that instance, it was during the Feast of Pentecost. And so people had come from all over the world for this feast, and they spoke different languages. And when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were able to speak in these different languages. Why? So people could hear them speaking in their own language. That was the witness to them. They said, wait a minute. Who are these unlearned men from Galilee? Now you remember, right? They said, can anything good come out of Galilee? Galilee was the hood. That's where Jesus was from. And they were like, how are these unlearned men speaking my language? It got their attention. Besides that, the people thought they were drunk. But Peter said, they're they're not drunk as you suppose. Woo! This is that spoken of by the prophet Joel when when he said, I'm going to pour my spirit out upon all flesh. This is the Holy Spirit. And so this is the same Holy Spirit that we're talking about who lives inside of us. He indwells us, and he's building Jesus' character into us, and when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive his power, and that's not a one-time deal. It's not one and done. We don't do it once and be like, oh, I've, I've used up my quota. We can get filled as many times as we want. Hallelujah. We're, y'all, I'm about to be like, hi, right here. Hold on a second. see? <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, my stuff's getting blurry, moving around in front of my eyes. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody have anything they'd like to say? Any any questions they have? Let me ask you this. Is there anybody here who has not been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Okay. And is there anybody here who has not received their heavenly prayer language or speaking in tongues who would like to okay so i don't know if the silence is because everybody has and everybody's good and everybody has their prayer language or because you just didn't feel like speaking up at the moment but like i said open door policy open invitation Call me, text me anytime you want to have questions or just want to talk about it. Please, please, please call me. I'd be happy, happy, happy to talk to you about it. Whew. All right. The big thing that God wants us to know in this lesson that started last week is that um, he, he really took us back to basics. He really wanted us to know what happened in that moment of the new birth because what happens is when we don't know what we have or yeah and we don't understand what we have then we will abuse or abuse what we have meaning we will not use it properly one big thing that God wanted us to know he wanted or he wanted to clarify is what is holy spirit's responsibility and what is our responsibility A lot of Christians are living um, beneath their kingdom benefits or they're leading less than victorious lives because they're trying to do Holy Spirit's job and they make a terrible Holy Spirit, therefore it's not working. But they think the whole faith thing isn't working or they think, you know, God's not working or they think whatever it is so we need a clear picture of what is holy spirit's responsibility and what is our responsibility so let me um go quickly holy spirit who he is not he is not goosebumps or tongues or fire or a dove or any other emblem he is the third person of the godhead has a personality which includes the mind, will, and emotions. And those are the mind, will, and emotions of God. Glory to God. As a person, Holy Spirit has specific responsibilities, some of which He accomplishes by indwelling us, and others He accomplishes by infilling us. And I just talked about the difference. Indwelling, He comes to live inside of us the moment we receive Jesus as Savior. The infilling is when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and woo, we get that power, glory to God. I think about my little six-year-old, oh, Lord, oh, his birthday is like tomorrow. He'll be seven tomorrow. Uh, he's like, I got firepower. I said, okay, baby, fire. <laughs> All right. With the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit reproduces the life of Jesus inside of us. And with the infilling of the Holy Spirit, He reproduces the ministry of Jesus with power and with boldness. At the indwelling, he restores us to the image of God, producing his character in us. Here's the important part. As we continually yield ourselves to him, he cannot do more than what we allow. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If we don't allow him, he's not going to force himself on us, so he resists us. But when we humble ourselves and submit to him and say, yes, I receive that correction. Yes, I received that direction. Oh, he's all over it. Boy, grace is all over that. Hallelujah. He sanctifies us. This is one of my favorites. He makes us holy in thought, motive, and deed. Jesus' life becomes our life. Why? Because he separates us unto himself. He separates us unto God, and at the same time he's separating us unto God, he's separating us away from the world. Glory to God. I remember I was singing a song as part of the praise and worship team. I don't remember exactly what we were singing, but something about holy he he's holy and, and we were just rejoicing in him because he's holy and what God showed me in that was like holiness he's such a holy God when we think of holy it's like he cannot be in the presence of sin you know think about the children of Israel who could not touch the mountain or else they would die think of holy in that kind of way and and it is indeed that clean holiness is indeed that clean but It's about the way people approach God. It's not like we have to be absolutely holy or else God's going to kill us. That's not what that is. God is holy. He's got, the way he showed it to me, it's like Teflon. Nothing dirty could stick to him. Nothing unclean could stick to him. Nothing, I mean, it, it couldn't touch him. But when he makes me holy, then these unclean things can't stick to me. We are in the world, but not of the world. So the things of the world can't attach themselves to me. Why? Because I'm holy, and that holiness is like teflon that keeps me clean before God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, sanctify God unto God and from the world. And He imparts to us the character of our Lord Jesus Christ, bringing us to maturity. When we begin to, that's when we demonstrate the fruit of the spirit. And we keep growing in that. The reason God wants us to know this is because um, he says so many Christians are working at their salvation. They're working to make it work. They're, they're struggling. It's, it's a toil. It's not a joy. And it's actually more religion because it's based on rules and performance instead of being relationship like he intended. If we just engage with him out of relationship. it's done out of pleasure and out of delight and and it's it's not because I have to it's not because I'm obligated to it's because I get to it's because I want to is anybody falling in love with Jesus right now oh my goodness God says he wants to take um, the the work out of salvation salvation does not contain work but because people have mishandled salvation Salvation seems like work to them, and what does that look like? Looks like working to get your prayers answered, working to be victorious in situations, working to keep the fear out. You know, um, what does a defeated, what you know, what does it look like to be defeated? Well, you, you don't have your answers, your prayers answered. You, you aren't victorious in your situations. You are tormented by fear. You're the tail instead of the head. Of the head you're beneath instead of above, you don't have joy, peace, and all of that good stuff. Why? Because a lot of Christians are working at their salvation instead of resting. Ooh, that's good. Instead of resting in God. That's good. That's very, very good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So in order to understand the function of the Holy Spirit when he indwells us at the new birth, we need to understand what happens at the new birth this is what we talked about last last week so let me just go through this real quick at the new birth our spirits are quickened we're reborn we're brought back to life as if we were never dead we I love this right here we instantly get full access to God just like Adam had in the garden before he fell we don't have to get it back by degrees. You know, this bit and then this bit and then this bit. We don't have to work our way up the spiritual ladder. We don't have to earn goodie points. We are instantly made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are instantly given the right or the authority to become mature children of God. And this word in the Greek is techna, And the techna, the mature children of God, they're the ones who depend on him for everything. They fully depend on him for everything. They're the ones that come um, like a child. Woo! Depending on him for everything. That's what makes one mature. When one is trying to do it on their own or do it for themselves, that's not a mature child of God. Um, and with that, we get to access all that he has for us. Praise the Lord. That happens at the new birth. Also, what happens at the new birth is that our connection Has been restored we can get intel directly from god as if we've never missed a beat that's what we're talking about with praying in tongues you know shalom says that she she knows exactly what to say to the person when she's yielding to holy spirit and letting him give her what to say same thing deborah shared and and what i shared about you know giving the word to say from the spirit we have that direct connect that we didn't have before because our spirits were dead. Therefore, we were remind, uh, relying on our carnal minds. And First Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter two verse fourteen tells us that the natural man, the carnal man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, because the things of the Spirit of God are foolishness unto him. So there's no way he can know them because they're spiritually discerned. But when Holy Spirit comes in regenerates our spirits, we're a new created being, now we can receive direct intel from God, just like Adam and Eve did before the fall. You know, the Lord's been really ministering to me about the choices we have. We can choose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, like Eve did, or we can choose to eat from the tree of life. The tree of life, had they eaten from that, oh, Oh, they'd have locked it in, boy. They'd have locked. We, this world would be. It, we'd still be in heaven. Oh. The, the tree of life. That's God giving His thoughts. God giving His ideas. God giving His plans. God giving His feelings. God giving His everything. And that comes directly into our spirits and then our souls, our alignment, and then we act it out. We carry it out. But instead, they chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, at which point their spirit was disconnected from God and now the intel that they are receiving is coming from outside influences. That's how they knew they were naked. That's why they decided to hide from God when he came into the garden.
2: That's
0: why they decided to make themselves some clothes. They were leaning on their own understanding, carrying out their own plans. If we... You know, if, if we're thinking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil today, you know, where are we getting our opinions from? Are we getting it from the news? Are we getting it from social media? Are we getting it from naysayers? Are we getting it from unbelievers? Are we getting it from – are we? where are we getting it? Outside influences. Or are we eating from the tree of life? Okay, Lord, what does your word say about this? Okay, Holy Spirit, how should I think about this? Okay, Lord, show me how to engage the mind of Christ. Show me how to, what, what, which tree are you eating from? I sent a letter out in the beginning of July through email. It says, you have a choice and you have permission to choose. And it's talking about, or it's asking you, which tree will you eat from? The tree of life? Or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if you have not read that letter i highly encourage you to go back and read it um, so with all of this in mind we're going to leave off right where we left off last time <laughs> um, all of those things happen in the new birth and then after we get born again holy spirit says now that that's done like all right now that that's done it's time to get to work Salvation has already been 100% accomplished in our spirit. It's done an accomplished fact. And salvation doesn't mean just I get to go to heaven. Salvation means healed, whole, prosperous, restored, good relationships, um, death, freedom. It, it, it's everything. It's the abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. Um, salvation is everything that God has for us. And so, and as a matter of fact, I'm just going to read this scripture real fast. It comes from Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. I'm going to read it in the um, Passion Translation because I think it makes it so simple. I think this is a missing message when people get saved. When people get saved, preachers like to say and minister, you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All, all things will become new. And while that is true, if you read the scripture in context, you will actually see that Paul was talking to believers and telling them not to hold people's sins against them. <laughs> he was telling you, you don't need to know them after the flesh anymore. You need to know them as the born-again child of God that they are. Because if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. So stop holding those old things against him. That's the context of that scripture. I mean, it's a good message for new believers, but here is one that I think would set believers on the, on the fast track to learning what belongs to them. It's Galatians chapter 3, verse 29 in the Passion, Translate, Trans Passion Translation. It says, and since you've been united to Jesus, the Messiah, you are now Abraham's child and inherit all the promises of the kingdom realm all the promises of the kingdom realm that's what salvation is salvation is all the promises of the kingdom realm and since all of that instantly belongs to us remember no goodie points no working up the spiritual ladder it instantly belongs to us and it is actually instantly contained in our spirits our spirits are one with god it's so awesome But now, salvation needs to take place in our soul. Our soul are our mind, our will, and our emotions. So we've been trained in this world for however many years that we were here, um, especially before we got saved, and then, you know, we're still kind of under the influence or at least exposed to the influence after we get saved. So there is some, the salvation needs to take place in our soul that comes through the sanctification process where God is separating us to himself and away from the world and what happens is remember Holy Spirit is a personality with the mind will and emotions of God now we're saved our spirit is connected to God again we can receive Intel from God we can hear Holy Spirit speaking to us we can we can engage with Holy Spirit as he ministers with us and so again what he communicates God's mind to our minds. He communicates God's will to our will. He communicates God's emotions to our emotions. And it's up to us to bring those things into alignment with him. That's why we um, become transformed through the, by the renewing of our minds. Be not conformed to this world. You had no choice but to be conformed to this world before you were born again. But now you're born again. Don't 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 line up with the world anymore. Holy Spirit is inside of you, sanctifying you, separating you away from the world, separating you to God. Instead, be ye transformed, be ye changed by the renewing of your mind. Glory to God. You do that through His Word. Why? So that you can prove, you can work out, you can live out what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, you do that by aligning with it. And it's not going to be easy to align all the time because that flesh is a doozy. That flesh said, I want to continue doing this. I want to continue watching that. I want to continue eating this. I want to continue drinking that. We have to take authority over that. We have to crucify the flesh. But we don't have to do the work. What do we do? We need to, The work that we need to do is to put the word in, to give Holy Spirit our yes. Yes, Holy Spirit, I'm giving you permission to change me. Yes, Holy Spirit, I'm giving you permission to correct me. Yes, Holy Spirit, I'm giving you permission to guide me. Yes, Holy Spirit, I'm giving you permission to lead me. All he needs is your yes. You give him your yes, he'll go to work. I mentioned this teaching last week by Andrew Womack. Effortless change. If we make the effort to put the word in, the change will come about and then you know, do everything that goes with it, which is meditate it, you know study it, flow on it, attend to it. But when we put the word in, the change is effortless because it's God bringing about a change in us. Deborah brought up the scripture last week that it is he who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But the scripture that comes before it says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That working out with fear and trembling, all that is, it's a transition of your belief system. It's hard to let go of those old beliefs and to step into something new. It can be scary. I remember the first time I wrote a tithe check. I'd gotten $500 and my tithe was $50. I had never written a check that big, not to put in church. I could barely write a check that big to pay bills at the time. And I remember my hand was shaking, shaking as I dropped it in the offering plate. I was working out my salvation with fear and trembling. I was transitioning belief systems. but God was faithful. And as we give Holy Spirit our yes, and we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we choose to... For me, it would be to jump off the high dive. I never graduated from my swimming lessons because I would not jump off that high dive. If I would never just jump off the high dive,
2: <laughs>
0: I could go to the next level. <laughs> and we know that it is God who works it in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He's got us if we just give him our yes. Amen. 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 Any questions or comments so far?
2: I have one. Okay. This afternoon, we pray at 6 o'clock on CES, on Zoom. Okay. But I download Zoom Tuesday. My son helped me. And this afternoon, I was having a little trouble. And the spirit said, Okay, you ain't getting it and while you were speaking, you know, I I said, That has to be the Holy Spirit this afternoon that helped me. I got it. I got Zoom and Sister I I can't tell you how I get Zoom but I sat there and I said, I'm gonna get it this afternoon. And I said, Jesus help me mm-hmm. And I don't I I just leave it like that. I went to the icon for Zoom, and it just opened.
1: Oh, praise God!
2: Praise I I was <laughs> like, we have to really dwell in the Holy Spirit for real. Amen. <laughs> yes, when you were speaking, it came right to my thought. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Sister. Thank you, Sister Kay.
0: Praise God. Mm -hmm. Praise Praise
2: God.
0: Yes. Oh, that's a blessing.
2: Hallelujah. Yes. It was. It
0: was. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Okay. So um, before we go, let me just remind you, if you would like to sew, on this word that you have heard and received tonight or in previous nights, feel free to do that. I will send out the text for that as well. Um, Oh my goodness. This has been so good and so sweet. I appreciate each one of you for being here and I love you so very much. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, Is there anybody who would like to lead us in prayer? Because I will pick somebody tonight. (laughs) I'll count to three, and
2: then I'll pick. One, two, three. Sister Norford. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the word, dear God. I want to thank you for Sister K, dear Lord, the way she's explained the Holy Spirit to us tonight, Lord. Lord, thank you for understanding your word, and thank you for the ladies, oh God, who who take on a new task tonight, dear Father. I pray that you'll continue to bless us, oh Lord, as we go through, dear Lord, with this storm, dear Lord, and we name it, dear Father, we claim everything in your name because you're worthy. Lord, we thank you for this another weekend. Bless us, Lord. Continue your protection over us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: All right, ladies. Well, you have a wonderful night.
1: You too, Sister. You. All right. Love you. Right. Love, 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 love you. Love you. Love you. Good night.